Coming up, we're talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort and whether or not there's anything that could be done to the lands there to make them better than they currently are. Yeah, we're talking about that on this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hey, Rhino. Aloha. Well, aloha mora, Craig. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? That that could not have gone more terribly. (laughs) We even even had a second chance at it. People's skins are crawling right now with how awkward that made them feel. Yeah, I I know it's working for me. I feel very uncomfortable by it. And I'm sure there will be some other great puns as we go along this episode here today, where we are talking about the Wizarding World of Harry Potter at Universal Orlando Resort. This is going to be more of an open discussion about the lands. You know, we've we've gone over what's in included in them many times before and uh, it just more or less kind of an update as of we're in 2022 right now you know it, definitely there is still some staying power in terms of the wizarding world of harry potter there are always fans coming to actually walk through these lands for the first time that they never have before and still have a love for the books and movies and such but in terms of the actual lands themselves are they perfect where they are right now? Does something need to change with them? Do they need additions? Does it even need to be part of Epic Universe when that opens up? We're going to kind of go over things like that. But before we do, I want to remind you this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, please consider booking a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So, Head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Now, Rhino, where yes. do you currently stand on the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in terms of the theme parks? I know, I know you, me, many people have thoughts on how the Wizarding World in general has been handled mm-hmm. and some of the, the issues surrounding it as of recent years. Uh, but in terms of just the theme parks, how do you feel about I like, them? I like to look at it, and uh, I know we're at a crossroads right now, and it's one of those things where you you got to think to yourself, like, is there some way we can pull it out of this person's hands and maybe feel better about, you know, it, it, it being a part of it? In terms of just strictly talking about what we have so far in the theme parks, um, of what's been built, is um, I still think that Diagon Alley inside of Universal Studios Florida is the benchmark that all theme park lands should sort of be measured by in terms of like immersion and theming and, Mm -hmm. and, and things like that. And I will say too, in terms of merchandise, I do still think that universal as a whole, in terms of the Harry Potter stuff has continued to knock it out of the park and it has not let it get stagnant whatsoever. Yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that on the merch front. I mean, it's not even just that they've, They've knocked it out of the park since day one on the merch for the Wizarding World. They've continually added to the collection as yeah. the years have gone on. And, 
you know, I felt like I got to the point where I'm done buying stuff and I still haven't really bought anything, but I, I look at some of the stuff now and I'm like, hey, you know what? It's classy. That's a lie. I did get a backpack over Christmas just because I, you know, when Rhino and I are in the theme parks, we, you know, we want to have a themed backpack that goes along with it. And I have so many Disney ones, but I don't have anything Universal related. And so finally they released a proper backpack and it's like, okay. That works for me. That works for me a lot. So, and, you know, I, I have obviously a decent background with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter that I started working at Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey inside Hogwarts Castle back in 2011. And I was there a couple of years. And then from there, I went on to work at Dragon Challenge for years and years and years. And now, of course, that's no more because Hagrid's Magical Creatures motorbike adventure got placed in its way. But, uh, you know, I, I'm trying... With this conversation in particular, I'm going to try to not let that sway me in terms of, you know, the background of how I feel about it. Because, yeah, it's it, I when we talk about the best rides at Universal Orlando Resort, you know, it, ultimately, even as things shift around, I'm almost always going to put Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey as my number one attraction. And then sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. like Spider-Man can come very close. And right now I'm still loving Velocicoaster. And it's like things can get close, but I always go back there. And I'm going to try not to let my my past try to like sway how I feel about this. Because I think, you know what, as much as I think Hogsmeade and Diagon Alley are both really fantastic lands, I think there's little things that could be done to oh, yeah. adjust for sure. them for sure. And, um, you know, like immediate changes. I, I think Diagon Alley is close to being perfect, but at the end of the day too, it it's just is one attraction. A, thank you very much. Yeah. I pulled think, the words right out of my mouth yeah. right now. Yeah. I think, I think that's ultimately the problem there is that, you know, the realization of it for me was when we did that, um, we did that party. I feel mm -hmm. like I had just started with the Diz, like so it would have been like 2016 or maybe even 2017 or something like that. Um, but we had done um, rented it out and it was like, oh, you know, there was butterbeer, ice cream, all these things. And then and they were like, oh, you can ride the attraction over and over again. And I was like, well, yeah, just like one attraction back here, isn't there? So like when you remove kind of the entertainment, like don't get me wrong. I, I do love Celestina and the War. It's it surprisingly enjoy that. I don't usually like that type of like street atmosphere uh, entertainment in the parks that much, to be honest, especially at universal, but like they are, that show was great, but it's just like, if it had one more attraction, I think it could, it would tip it over and just be like, it's unmatched. Yeah. And I completely agree with you on that. It's, it is the lack of another attraction in there. And I understand why they necessarily didn't put one in because you do have Celestina Warbeck and the Banshees and then you have you have also the puppet show that plays out inside Diagon Alley as well too so you have two spectacular shows on top of that you know you do have technically you have Ollivanders the original Ollivanders location not the original at Universal but if we're going by the books and movies you know if you want to go to one Ollivanders don't go to the one that's in Hogsmeade that shouldn't be there you go to the one in Diagon Alley and 
that is a great experience and I love doing it and I love doing it when I'm with someone who has never done it before. But in terms of repeat value, Mm -hmm. you can only go in there and watch it so many times. And then, you know, like if, if you get chosen in Ollivanders, you know, it's, you don't have to buy the wand, but then you feel pressured kind of to, to buy the wand as well too. How could you not? Yeah. How could you not? It picked you. It's tough. It's tough. So those are, I mean, really, when you break it down, you have the two forms of entertainment. You do, if you get one of the the actual the enhanced wands that you can go around and practice your spells around both of the lands, you know, you have that as extra entertainment, too. But, like, mm. you have Ollivanders, and you have Harry Potter and the Escape from Gringotts. And I love Harry Potter and the Escape, the Escape from Gringotts, but... Escape. As, yeah, I'm. It's. I just need to call it Gringotts. I love Gringotts. <laughs> I love Gringotts. But that being said, I don't. It's of the three marquee Wizarding World attractions that we have currently at this moment. Yeah. There is no doubt that that is the weakest of the three. And I, I defended it for a long time because I do think it's very unique. You know, it's it's a roller coaster, but also a motion simulator of sorts at the same time and there were some epic moments like the first drop and and basically any time that bellatrix lestrange is on screen it's a it's a good moment and it builds in with the music but it's just i mean if you stripped away the wizarding world from it and put a different property there it would be like yeah this was okay yeah, I think that's I, I completely agree with you. Um, also, I think it's kind of crazy to think like they have three attractions in the other area. And I understand it's not quite as like inca- enclosed mm-hmm. in terms of theming. But but like, um, you know, there's there because there's Flight of the Hippogriff. There's the motorbike creatures. There's the Forbidden Journey. But then they also have the shows because they have the Frog Choir and then they have the um uh, I forget what the other one's called, but the two schools come out. Yeah, you have the Triwizard Spirit Rally. Tri, yeah, and and so like they still have entertainment there, and you can do the wand over there, and they have the restaurant and all that stuff. So it is like, even though I think like um, architecturally and everything, I it's just something about how they built this. And I don't know, Diagon Alley is still like, it's all the workings that they made that are all around you, and it's like I wish I could smush these two things together and. You know, I mean, I guess technically if you're tra- taking the train back and forth, you are yeah. in- encapsulated in this one area, too. So I shouldn't I shouldn't undermine the train as part of it either. Um, but it's like if they were to build a third one in Epic Universe, it won't feel quite as connected to these two. And then I don't really know what you do, especially if you're doing Fantastic Beach, which a beast, which is a, <laughs> a fantastic beach. Um, what you're doing if you're like if it's a globe traveling thing there's not really marquee things yeah at least so far and i've only seen the first two movies so there's not really a marquee thing that isn't hogwarts you know exactly and that's i mean that's one of the many downsides of the fantastic beast movies and everything else with it is that there's nothing iconic there was the one what there was the one uh moment that it was in the streets where there wasn't there like a water fountain i have not uh, I, I watched well, both what's of them. That building they were in in the second movie, aren't they like in a building? They're like going through. Were they trying to like rob a building? Right, like I they know. were trying to steal something from the bank or something. No, am I making that up? Absolutely no recollection. I have watched both of them. I think I don't even know if I saw the first one in theaters. I might have 
watched it at home. I don't know. We, you and I went to see it in theaters, didn't we? I don't know. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't know. But I've de- I definitely matter. saw that one in theaters. I saw the second one like twice in theaters. I just haven't watched it since it's, I've owned it at, at no, home. Because we I saw the second one in theaters together. We did. You, yeah. Because that's how I saw it twice. I saw it with you. Yeah. So I saw the first one. I again. It might have been it. No, I saw it. I saw the first one in theaters. Bought it at home, saying, "Okay, well, you know, my wife hasn't watched it. She didn't go to the theater with me, so." We'll watch it at home. Never watched it. Second one came out. You and I went to see it in theaters. And then I was like, well, buy the second one, too. So that way she can see it. So that way when the next one comes out, she'll be able to watch it. Still have not watched it at all. So I have not. I've seen both of them in theaters the first time that I saw them. And that is the end that I can remember of them. I, you know, obviously I remember the big twists with like at the end of the first one with the character reveal change and then how that all shifted around in the second movie but plot wise i don't remember there was no imagery from them like something like hogwarts where you see it for the first time on screen and say i want to i want to go there and i want to walk inside that castle and see what's inside or or diagonally of oh my gosh they built this real world that wizards are living in and like uh, there's just it was nothing of that for fantastic beasts so yeah, I don't I it's hard for me to get excited about extending that the the well, wizarding world. Yeah. It's also the the you know in the news right now is the franchise is potentially in limbo that they're saying they might not even finish the fourth and fifth one if this one doesn't do well enough and so that's kind of crazy to me that now it could have a land based on a series of movies that don't even even going to get finished, which is a completionist I would really hate, but you know, I I guess, you know, it's a money, it's a in some game and stuff like that. But I, I would, I, I mean, I, I still think there's iconic things from the original movies that we, they could still be pulling from because I think about like, um, I mean, I don't know how you incorporate it in, but like, um, uh, the ministry of magic is always one that's always floated around. Cause that's like a big grand building, but I'm like, I don't know what you're doing in there. Yeah. And then borrow is that what they call the weasley's house yeah their their house you know mm -hmm. yep those were the two biggest ones that were rumored for the longest time Uh, always those ones were to be plopped right beside uh diagon alley just because there's not there's not really with those locations like you wouldn't want to make that a full land just with only those in the middle of well because one's in the middle of london still so even then you'd be like why is that not over in Universal Studios Florida, but you're right. Like the house, you'd be like, what would you be doing? I don't know what you would even be doing in there. Yeah. But no, I, and that's, I would, if, if they were to add a new attraction, I still would stand with it that I would, I would be okay with it in Universal Studios Florida as an addition to the land that's currently there. I, in terms of Diagon Alley, I, I don't know how they would add a new attraction to that area because I feel like in terms of what Diagon Alley has to offer, in the movies and such, because that's what they're using as the main basis for it. I feel like they kind of tapped it clean. Like it's what, what else do you do? I would, the only thing I could think about potentially somewhere trying to squeeze in there somehow might be somewhere where you'd buy brooms and then it would be a flying attraction where you would ride a broom somewhere. Cause I know that was the big rumor for a long time was there was, 
copyright and trademarking for like a broom related attraction yeah. or even if it was like an et type dark ride where you literally just got on like you're getting on a bike on et the same idea but it was a broom and it just kind of brought you through that's the that's the only thing because all i can think is that's how they would fit it in shop like it would be the facade would be the shop and you'd go into the shop you know and yeah. but other than that i am with you like i wouldn't want to crack into the beauty of the thing they've already created i guess so yeah. i would have liked you know what i would like i don't know where i'd put it but we t- those conversations about how we'd make it better i think a sit down dining experience maybe that i we will get to that in one second because that was the okay. next place that i was gonna go the only thing i'll say too of the with like the broom experience is like obviously one of the rumors was with fear factor live you know, going away and using that space. Uh, the, the big rumor was that they were going to add the VR experiences there. And I have been so behind in my life that I have not caught up on a lot of the rumors with it. But I do believe that our friend Alicia, who runs Park Stop, uh, did post at one point that those plans are now, you know, in also in limbo, much like the Fantastic Beast movies. I might be wrong about that, but I also can't do a quick Google search here and didn't know that it was going to come up. So I didn't do the prep on that. But uh, I think I think broom ideas are always something good to go back to. And I would love to see something like it with in E.T. adventure style more than I would like to see it from a uh, from a, a VR yeah, style oh, yeah, just yeah. because i don't care about vr i have i have a vr system at home i know there are so many people who believe it is truly the future and the metaverse is where it's going i am a physical person i don't want i don't want to be in that kind of reality and I just don't understand how there's anyone in the future, like how anyone would just be like, yeah, you know what? The world sucks so much that that it is better to be there. I mean, if the world gets to that point, then maybe that's the way to go. But, you know, I feel like we I feel like we need stacking crates like Ready Player One before I could give up on the physical things we have around (laughs) us and dive into a VR world. But uh, I would always be up for a broom thing. But Back to the restaurant, I think the sit-down dining restaurant is the biggest miss right now in terms of the Wizarding World, and I'll tell you where they need to do it. I know you're on the edge of your seat, Ryan. Yeah, I was waiting. I was just in suspense here. I think it is time to officially close off Three Broomsticks for its current service that it's been on. And officially convert that into an actual sit-down restaurant. So, so you're saying take three, but still keep it B B yep. three broomsticks, but just make it like a sit-down di- dinner dining, like yeah. a full a true yeah. restaurant, a true restaurant with uh with serving staff, and you know they probably have to make the kitchen much more impressive than just having it set up as kind of like a line kitchen for for quick service meals uh and it would it would require a lot but i think leaky cauldron you can't change leaky cauldron and just because it is it works so well with their food as quick service i mean leaky cauldron's just better than three broomsticks i will i will battle that out day and night but apparently three broomsticks does have a couple of vegan menu items that i think i saw that were oh, relatively new. new so yeah we might have to yeah. might have to get over there and try that at some point for you but uh, i i think leaky cauldron is still fine as what it is i think that restaurant still works but three broomsticks 
the menu hasn't shifted enough. I would rather see them, you know, really utilize the space that they have there, plan out tables really well and and make it make it a true three broomsticks is your restaurant, your sit-in table service restaurant experience and then right beside it you still do have hogshead where you still can have like a bar and lounge and try to handle it like that granted the land is still so busy that it's very hard to make a shift like that and you can get more people through as quick service but in terms of the wizarding world i also think about like in terms of dining locations you need to make something that is in the movies and makes sense and in the books that makes sense and I'm running out of answers for it unless they created like a new story where it's like, oh, after everything happened with the Battle of Hogwarts, you know, the Weasleys decided we're getting out of this great game and we're opening up a restaurant where everyone can come to our burrow and and we'll serve you food and fare like that. I don't see something like that ever happening, ever making it past uh, the the creator who must not be named and <laughs> such and uh i like i don't ever see that happening so like the only other thing i really could dwell on in terms of a full table service restaurant is doing like a great hall style but yeah. even then that that makes no sense why are a bunch of muggles sitting down to have meals at the great hall when that's where students are eating it's one of those things where I'm always like, I know people have floated the idea for forever, but a hotel, I think, would have been interesting that just like aesthetically, like make it kind of similar. To, I mean, nicer, I guess, than the one that Harry was in in the third movie in um, Prisoner of Azkaban. But like, you know, like it, not I'm not saying create something like the galactic star cruiser or anything like that where it's like immersive like that but that's where i always thought like oh well they'd probably have a pretty great restaurant in there because that would kind of maybe make sense but you're right like i don't i don't know how you like pull a restaurant out and put it somewhere new i also haven't read the books like i never reread the books i only read them the one time yeah. um i mean i've read them all and i read the play and stuff but like it's i just so i'm like i don't know off the top of my head if they ever stop and go somewhere else or whatever like What's the, what bar did Dumbledore's brother work at? Was it was it the Hogshead? That was no. Well, it's in it's in Hogsmeade, I think, or maybe it's not, and I'm just misremembering it. I for for some reason always thought it was right outside of the school. I'm I'm blanking on it too, to be quite honest with you. But uh, that I'll still considered. I think you have. A perfectly fine space, a very large space with three broomsticks that yeah. could definitely be changed up. Ho he so, worked at the Hogshead Inn. Okay, there we go. So I, I just, for me, I think that's the natural transition is say, hey, we are going to turn this restaurant, this quick service restaurant into a full service restaurant. And it it completely changes the game. It takes it literally adds something new without taking away any space requiring like you know a lot of a lot of complications it, but it's a way now like you know quick service at three broomsticks you did it once did it twice before maybe you won't go back but you bet people are are fighting to get one of the hardest reservations at three broomsticks if they they want to eat there i mean that's is, just is is um there's only one sit-down restaurant in islands of adventure isn't there 
You have two. You have Confisco and you have yeah. Mythos. And at oh, Universal Mythos, Studios, you have um, Finnegan's as well as Lombard's. So each one, each each park needs more sit down dining. I know that's what City Walks for, but it's still no. They I need think it. you need one, yeah, because sometimes it's just what what parents need or something like that. Need something where they can take a break, but the kids are eating, and so, I don't know, you know. Yeah. But those, so that was like two of the biggest things that I thought about with this when I, I posed this question. It's, I think they need a table service restaurant at one of the two parks for the Wizarding World. I think that, I think for sure that Islands could use it a little bit more than Universal Studios Florida because, yeah. again, Leaky Cauldron's delicious. 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 Um, It's very delicious. And then after I'm done with my food at Leaky Cauldron, let's say I didn't get dessert there. I'm going up the way to Florian Fortescue's and I'm getting I'm getting ice cream anyway. So Mm. I don't need dessert. But over at, you know, over it in Hogsmeade, you literally have the restaurant. You have butterbeer carts, the magic beep. You can get some fruit. You can go into Honey Dukes and get candy. But that's like that's it. That's that's where the extent ends. So that makes just more sense to me to have table service. And yeah, yeah, because in floor in in studios you can get you can do like the potato jackets outside. You can yep. do the 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 whatever the things are at that butterbeer wall. You know where you can yes. get the the I don't know the pastries or whatever they are. And then like, but then also there's the other beer, the other like brewery thing you go into not a brewery pub but the you know and like you said so there's i the feel like it's a little more all spread out there yeah. so it's like a lot of a couple more options so you're not all stuck in like one line or something like that and so i don't know yeah, yeah i don't know that they need more food on that side that's why but that side could use an extra attraction so yeah that side could use could an take attraction. over the fear factor area yeah, well, go. it's it will something will happen there probably eventually, but that side could use Universal Studios Florida could use a new attraction with the Wizarding World. The our island side could definitely use a a, a, a table service restaurant. And the last thing I really think, uh, I truly believe that the island side, it's time to freshen up the entertainment there. You know, we we did mention the yeah, Triwizard Spirit Rally and the Frog Choir. I just don't like them. I, I've never been a fan of either show. And I just think that they've kind of they're they're now stale at that point. And with those shows in particular, I don't like there is definitely an artistry to both of them because it is any acapella singing is, you know, it's definitely you have to be a good singer to do it and you have to have a great ear. And for the Triwizard Spirit Rally, they have to be good dancers. They have to be good acrobats. So it definitely it, it requires talent. And I'm not trying to strip them away from the talent. I just don't think. I don't think it's as impressive. Um, the Frog Choir, none of those singers blow you away like celestina is set up to do she is the diva of the wizarding world and is there to literally like show you this is what a this is the difference between a student choir and a a certified rock star of the wizarding world and with the triwizard spirit rally yeah i i think dancing and and acrobatics are really beautiful when they're done perfectly but 
the watching watching the tale of the three brothers being played out by these mm. super impressive puppets it's just it just blows my mind way more than that so i think it's one of those uh it's one of those things that you know we're we're over 10 years old uh with the with the islands of adventure wizarding world of harry potter so i think it's time to freshen that up just a little bit what i would do with it beats the crap out of me i don't know i don't know what i would put on that stage but if you're going to offer it i feel like offer something that you're even more proud of maybe i don't i don't want i don't know i I don't want to be too harsh on that but i feel like there's something better that could be done in that area i'd like to see them at this point like they could do some like what remember wasn't there going to supposed to be like way back in the day they had said there was going to be like wand dueling or something like that and i feel like we're at the point now where i'm like pump a couple little pyro things in the wall there whatever you know i'd like to see something like that maybe maybe something a little more i don't know dude I think it's time to update the technology that we're using out there. It's like what you said. I mean, the the story of the of the three brothers and the other area uses those incredible puppets. And I just think like I'd like something like I like the frogs and when they sing and stuff like that. But it it does feel I would argue the dancing, the two schools coming out feels very dated at this point because that's like eight movies ago or (laughs) not eight movies ago. But like, well, I guess it actually. Yeah, I think it is actually. It was four, it was five, four. six, seven, seven, no, six movies ago. Nope, seven movies ago, because there's now been three of the Fantastic Beasts and four of the other ones since that. So, yeah, so that's why I'm like, I, I just want to see, just like you said, just a little freshen it up, give us a little more, like, technological innovation out yeah. there. That's all, because like, we have Blue right next door with a raptor meet and greet, and how cool is that? So I'd like something on that level over here. Maybe Hagrid, well, I guess we, we don't meet any of the characters, but maybe somebody could bring out some cool creatures or something like that. Well, I don't know. exactly. And that's like one of the things that I have thought about before too, is because, you know, right up around the way you have flight of the hippogriff and you're kind of on Hagrid's uh, right by his hut and on his grounds. So yeah, if you bring out some of the different creatures and kind of do a showcase of them and like, I feel yeah. like something cool could be done like that, but uh, yeah, I, it, I think we're right on the right path there. Something could be changed. And that's like the last thing I kind of want to bring up about Diagon Alley on that side. And if you have anything else, feel free to keep talking. But for Diagon Alley, I think, I think in terms of Hogsmeade, it does have a great experience from start to finish. If you really look at it as, okay, you rode the Hogwarts Express to get over there. You know, maybe you eat at three broomsticks, maybe not, but browse the shops, do Hagrid's Magical Creatures Motorbike Adventure, do Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, fly to the Hippogriff, stay until the end of the night. And if there's a, a castle show, then watch that show and be immersed in that. But over on the Diagon Alley side, Again, where it just feels a little lackluster. Like, I'm not suggesting that they add a nighttime show inside Diagon Alley to help out with that, but one thing they absolutely could do, and if they really wanted to take a, a swing at Disney, is one of the biggest things that people complain about at Disney is how much uh, actual like streetmosphere and acting entertainment is through the parks. If Universal really wanted to step it up and make get some notice, they need to add characters who belong in the Wizarding World into Diagon Alley. 
Not and not necessarily during the entire day, but maybe for a couple hours at night. And I'm not talking about characters you know from the movies, just no, random yeah. characters. And the reason I know it will work is because on the grand opening party that I was fortunate enough to be able to attend through this job, they had them all throughout the Wizarding World of Diagon Alley, Wizarding World of Harry Potter Diagon Alley. They were just everywhere. And they were buying into it. And like, oh, do you think we should go back to Ollivanders? It's this wand has been giving me issues. And like, it was all, they were just in their zone and they would talk to you if you talk to them, but they were doing their thing and they just added to the atmosphere of the entire event. You put that in, it just, you know, it's one of those things people are going, they would develop cult followings just like, just like what is one of what people consider the better parts of Galactic Star Cruiser is, you know, what, what follow those characters around and see, watch what they do because they do immerse you into that world. Characters like that could immerse you into Diagon Alley in that area. And, you know, you go down. You go down Nocturne Alley and, you know, maybe there's not, I'm not necessarily saying Death Eaters, but maybe a little bit uh, darker uh, wizards that are down there who could potentially be Death Eaters. And I feel like something like that would just, it would give, give life to a part of that park that is supposed to be like a thriving wizarding, wizarding world city. So why not go for it? Yeah, I no, I completely agree. I think it it's you know, I I think you need some more people that are just even if they're just walking around and being all mysterious and you know, whatever. I just think or like, you know, it could be somebody as simple as like if you said in the Hagrid area, somebody who's just literally like, Oh, with chains being like, Have you seen a dragon? or something you know, something something weird. I you know, so I, I just think that's a good I think it would put it over a little bit, you know? I yeah, I I think we made the point, though, that while these are the marquee sections of the Universal Parks right now, I mean, maybe it'll be with Epic mm-hmm. Universe, too, as long as it's a part of it. But in terms of Universal Studios Florida, there is no doubt that Diagon Alley is the pinnacle of immersive entertainment in that park. And with with the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Hogsmeade, and Islands of Adventure, you know, there are... Uh, Jurassic Park can give it a run for its money, and there are definitely beautiful lands. Maybe, maybe you think that uh, the Marvel superhero island with the Hulk and Spider Man and Doctor Doom's Fearfall Drop that maybe those have, a, you know, better attractions in them. But even then, I still think that Wizarding World still kind of takes the cake in Islands of Adventure too, with everything it has to offer. I mean, just for Hagrid's and and forbidden journey alone just with those like that's a that's a huge selling point but there's definitely things that uh, even in the best of what universal has to offer there's still things that i think they could do to take it to the next level and if that will ever happen we don't know because who who knows who knows what the future will be with universal and the wizarding world it could be it could be a series that they don't want to invest in but i mean considering how much money it makes them just butterbeer alone how much it makes them i can't imagine that they're ever going to want yeah. to get out of the wizarding world game anytime soon but i will say i don't think we need a hotel and i don't think that will ever happen 
And I've stated it many times why it won't happen. There's just the she who must not be named. There is so much that she would want control over that would not be possible to be able to do it. And I think uh, I think we'll just have to kind of settle with you know, Airbnbs around theme park areas for people who (laughs) develop rooms that feel like they would be in the wizarding world. That's the best we're going to get because I, I will, I will always say it. I don't think it's ever going to happen. I would love to bite my, my tongue one day and eat my words, but I just don't see that happening. Well, considering that universal really does everything in conjunction with Lowe's, it's really feels like it would be a Lowe's decision more than anybody else. So it kind of complicates the matter. I feel like, but I didn't even think about that. Yeah. It's a two step. It's, we have to get, we have to get the creator on board. We have to get Lowe's on board and then we have to get on board and Mm -hmm. then figure out all the details of how many rooms should we have. We want to, if you want, something that's closer to star cruiser obviously it has to be more boutique but you know you can't also be like we want to limit it so much because it's wizarding world people want they want so much of it so i i I don't know i don't even know if there's a happy medium there might just be too much at play to even ever make an idea like that work i don't i don't i can't i don't foresee universal having like going into that game really honestly but absolutely I, who knows? We'll have to see. We'll have to see if the the latest movie of the Wizarding World of Harry Potter franchise. He, I, what did they just call it? Wizarding World, right? I, I always mix no, it. No, it's in. called the new series. Is called Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, but it's part like when you see the key art oh, on it's stuff. It's Wizarding, Wizarding World. World. Yeah. yeah, when the when the wands do yes. the thing, it says yeah. Wizarding World. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I don't. I'm. So that's our our Wizarding World cinematic universe. Like they need to just make it easy and be so. Oh, you did you just throw up? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit, boss. Uh, yeah. So I, you know, it's we'll we'll have to see the future of all of it. We'll have to wait and hear what's all in store for Epic Universe. But it will be it'll always be interesting to see how it all plays off. So Rhino, this was a really dumb but fun conversation, and I'm glad that mm-hmm. I got to have it with you. Yes, me too. <laughs> well, remember, really enthusiastic. Hey, Sorry. I just want to let you know, remember that aloha means both hello and goodbye. So hello and goodbye, Mora. <laughs> oh, there you go. I feel like you, you nailed the landing on that one. But uh, yes, thank you, Rhino. Thank you to everyone out there for taking the time to listen and watch this. If you enjoyed it and you want to support us more, again, you could always book a trip through Dreams Unlimited Travel. Get a free no obligation quote today at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And if you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, and video suggestions in the comments section. And if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if it's through through a service that allows you to leave ratings and reviews, please do that as well, too. That would really help us. But that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. We'll see you again real soon with another episode. Take care. Bye-bye. And remember, we still haven't changed the name. <laughs> <laughs>